0: What's up, Daddy Gang? It is your founding father, Alex Cooper, with Call Her Daddy. I'm back from Italy. Grazie! Buongiorno! Ciao bella! I wanted to tell you guys all about this trip. It started with pasta. Some great sex, some average sex. Pasta. More pasta. Oh, lots of seasickness. Guys, I was so seasick. Dramamine. Dramamine was in my veins the entire trip, the windy roads, but I was having a great time and that was it. And now I'm in New York and I haven't left my hotel room. Something about staying in a confined space, seeing no one for an extended period of time chef's kiss I've been eating I've been working and at this point now finally I called down and I was like I will let you guys know when I want service I don't really need clean sheets I will not lie it could be my mother I'm gonna try to cancel last minute sometimes and usually won't cancel but I went outside last night I would be a poser to say that it didn't cross my mind to be like I got food poisoning. It's not looking good. And I wanted to cancel, but I was going to see my two soccer hometown best friends that I had not seen since I think my sophomore year of college when we all went randomly home at the same time to Newtown, Pennsylvania. I was so happy to see them. We went to Bond Street. We got the tuna pizza. It's the best thing I've ever put in my mouth. Shout out Nicole and Anna. That's probably the only reason I showed up was I literally texted my boyfriend. I'm like, I'm going for the tuna pizza. And then I got there and I almost started crying. We all met on the side of the street. It was so, it was so emotional because you have this like very intense bond with people that you played sports with. And so it's like me, Kristen, Lauren, Nicole, Nicole, Anna, like, all of these girls that we played with for so long, seeing them was really nice. So we sat, our reservation was at eight o'clock. We closed the restaurant. We did not leave till midnight. There's something different from childhood friends, too, because we're not just sitting there like, babe, how's your job? How's your life? How's your dating life? I'm like, how are your mom and dad? What's going on with your siblings? We were just talking about, and I've talked about this on the show before, but like being in your 20s and getting out of college and needing to really like push yourself into focusing on almost like yourself in those years and focusing on the friends that are immediately around you it's hard to stay as connected as you want and so it was one of those and I'm sure you guys have had it where we all left and we were like okay this cannot happen again that we wait this long to see each other and like a group text isn't enough. So I'll see you guys in 15 years. Anyways. Um, So that was great. Shout out. Remember to see your hometown friends because they are important. And I will say the moral of this is like, I really didn't want to fucking leave my hotel room. And I also want to clarify, which they already know this, but just for anyone listening, like it has nothing to do with my plans or them. Sometimes when you get in your head or you have like social anxiety or you're just being like introverted and you just want to be alone. You talk yourself into it. You're like, I could just stay here and like, they won't be that mad and we'll do it soon again. And like, I'll just stay here and oh my God, imagine the food that I could order and like the movies I could watch. No, force yourself to like not cancel plans. I feel like a pop star right now. This is what dreams made of. This is what dreams. (laughs) That's a Lizzie McGuire. Oh, I will say I did feel like I lived my Lizzie McGuire moment. We were going past the fountain and my boyfriend was like, oh, my God, like, you want to go see that? And I was like, yeah, it's a Lizzie McGuire fountain. Insert clip. I can't because it's copywritten. But everybody, if you've seen the Lizzie McGuire movie, you know what I'm talking about. When she goes with Paolo and they go to the fountain, and doesn't she she throws like a coin behind her and she like dreams for something? I don't know. I couldn't get close enough to throw the coin because there was so many tourists and everyone was like trying to pile in. But I did take a selfie in front of it. I told my boyfriend, I was like, I'm gonna tag I was about to say Lizzie mcguire I was gonna tag Hillary Duff and be like, This is what dreams are made of. Then I realized I was fucked up on alcohol, and in the morning that wasn't as good of an idea. Thankfully, I was able able to unsend my dm to her i did dm hillary duff and i didn't say this is what you me come on call her daddy please hillary i love you you're an iconic queen we all love you we bow down <laughs> Some things work so well. It's basically magic. Like my favorite highlighters that I'm like, wow, how did you all of a sudden make me look glowing? And you know what else really works, Dottie Gang? Shopify. It is a global commerce platform that helps you sell. So today we're going to put everyone in a box. (laughs) So we're talking about maybe people in their 20s and 30s, right? And everyone can kind of fall into a box. You may be someone that is in a very healthy, happy relationship. You have a partner. You found that person that you're like, this is working. And I'm really happy. And I've found that through my past relationships, all of the things that I've wanted out of something, this is good. Number two, you may fit into the box where you are in a relationship that you are constantly making concessions and you're constantly giving on things that you really didn't think you would ever give on. And you're maybe really not truly happy in that relationship, but the fear of being single or being alone sounds worse than staying in an unhappy relationship. And then you may be in the third box. You are single. And you may be so happy you're single, you're thriving that you're single, or you may have so much stress that you are currently single and you feel almost alienated from your friends that are all in relationships and you feel like the black sheep and you're like, what's wrong with me? And you're stressing and it's keeping you up at night and you're almost wanting to just throw yourself into something that's maybe not great for you because you'd rather that than be single. Because there's a lot of shame around not being in a relationship and I have been there I have been in that situation where I'm single and I'm stressing about like what's wrong with me and why am I not finding someone and looking at my friends that ironically happen to of course be in a fucking relationship and all smiles and it looks great and I'm the one that's like is it me and also oh my god looking at my age and feeling I need to hurry the fuck up and that part Is fucking bullshit. You ever think a man turns 28 and is like, I gotta hurry up? A guy turns 28, he's like, ah, I'm like currently still getting it out of my system I was with people in Italy I was with a group of guys so I'm sitting there on this fucking boat with these dudes and this one guy goes yeah and he's just getting it out of his system and then he's referring basically to a woman as like a whore that he's fucking and I'm like sitting there trying to hold my tongue I ended up not holding my tongue don't worry daddy gang but that's for another story of me quite literally roasting this man on a boat the point is is it's so unacceptable how we allow men to feel like 28 you're just getting started. (laughs) Okay. But do you know what I mean? It's like, you're just getting started and you're almost too young to have a serious relationship. A woman, how old are you? Oh, 28. You single? Oh, go fuck yourself. No, I'm fucking thriving. I feel like I look at it and I just, I just want to have a conversation lightly with you guys because I've been feeling this with a lot of my friends. And I feel when I look back at myself also being single, I can still feel those feelings. And I can still even feel them to this day. Like, even if I make certain decisions in my relationship, like we as women are conditioned from a young age, we're taught to, you're going to find the love of your life one day. You are going to find him. It's still him. It's not him or her or whoever. You're not going to find someone. It's you're going to find him. You're going to find him and you're going to get married. And let's talk about your dream wedding. You think a fucking person is saying that to a little boy? (laughs) What do you want to be when you grow up? What are you going to be? This little boy is going to be an astronaut and this little girl is going to be a bride. (laughs) No! And the point of this caller Daddy episode is we are going to completely debunk these stereotypes and no one is ever going to feel this way again. And everyone's going to raise their child and be completely... No. What I'm trying to do, Daddy Gang, is we can't solve everything in one day. But this episode, I want to just try a little bit today to help anyone feeling this pressure as a woman to not feel that shame to not feel this pressure and i want to let's get into it because it really actually is so exciting when you can look at it the right way as opposed to the way that we have been conditioned and trained to look at it so let's think about maybe the woman that in high school She had a boyfriend, okay? And she was thriving. She had the high school boyfriend. It was great. And then they broke up either freshman year of college or right when they were going to college. It wasn't the right time. They needed to move on. And since then, now she's 28, and she has not been in a relationship since that high school relationship. And maybe you're literally feeling like, okay, one, should I hit him back up? (laughs) No, no, don't hit up your high school, sweetheart. Like, absolutely not. But you may be feeling like, I really haven't had an adult relationship. And the only thing I have to reference is my high school relationship and what's wrong with me and like why I haven't been dating since blah, blah, blah. blah. Like that stress I think is very fucking normal. And that stress may be preventing you from going on dates with people because you don't want to tell them this. What am I going to say to him? I've never been in a relationship. And my answer is yes. Yes. How about your response is Yeah. I have been working on myself For the past few years. And I just haven't found anyone that I think is like right to invest all my time in. I'm totally up for dating. I love doing this. And like, I'm totally down to progress if it goes further. But like, no one's really made me want to settle down. And I think if a guy said that, the girl would be like wet. She's like, oh my God, like I could be the one. For some reason, as women, we feel like if we say that, they're going to think that no one picked us and wanted us as a partner. How about it's on you? You're the one that is in the position to decide if you want a fucking relationship or not. It's not because you didn't have suitors. It's not because it wasn't for the fact that you had options, but you didn't want to take the people in front of you because you're fucking you have standards. okay? so I think the first bit of advice is like if you are someone who hasn't maybe been in a relationship in a really long time and you feel that deeply in your like soul that you're insecure about it. You need to let that go. It just takes a little bit of like readjusting the way you're thinking about it because you're just getting in your head. You're thinking on the date only about that one question they're going to ask you. How about all the others? What do you do for a living? Show your personality. Show your humor. You're putting so much pressure on something that actually doesn't fucking matter. And this is what I also will say. On top of it could be you haven't been in a relationship for two years and you're stressed or you just broke up with your boyfriend and you're like, fuck, did I make the wrong decision? Because yeah, he wasn't maybe the right one, but maybe there isn't the right one out there. And maybe blah, 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 No. What all this comes down to, I also feel like for us is age. We start to stress the fuck out when we are getting a little bit into our later 20s. You're not married with kids. It's like, that's a fake concept. We have literally been like brainwashed to think that as women, we, our lives end at a certain point. Essentially, you got to have kids and a baby. Like, hurry up, get, find your partner, what's wrong with you? No, no, no. And you may be feeling this way because when you look around you, Samantha, Charlotte, Ashley, Nicole, Rebecca, every friend you have is like, Marrying the guy that they met at the frat party and they're posting pictures back from college like we made it baby and they're getting married or they're having kids. I look at it. I look at all the girls that I went to middle school and high school with are starting to have kids. And if that's not your timeline, that's okay. There is no fucking age that you become less desirable. And we need to get that through our fucking heads because it's men telling us that it's causing us to freak the fuck out. And I think it's causing us to make bad decisions. Fuck it. Like he's an alcoholic, but maybe it will get better when we get married or, you know, the spark isn't really there and we don't really have sex anymore. And he's kind of rude to me. But like, what am I going to do? Start over at 29? Yes, that's exactly what you're going to do. I have a friend that was in her 40s when we first met and she was going through a divorce. And it truly she became one of my best friends when I worked at an old job. And she went through this divorce and she would say to me, I remember when I went through my divorce, Alex, I have a kid with this man. I was devastated i wanted to try to maybe try to make it work but i knew it wasn't the right thing for my kid and thank fucking god that i had my son to give me that strength to get the fuck out of that situation because i've got 50 fucking more years to live on this earth and i was just gonna stick with this guy that i wasn't in love with that treated me like a piece of shit she has the whole rest of her life it's like oh you're 40 50 plus more years of your life to go and you're gonna stay with someone that doesn't fulfill you that doesn't make you happy fuck no she is now engaged shout out you know who you are she's now engaged to the fucking love of her life and she couldn't be fucking happier as a woman that has a kid and she's in her 40s and it's like oh my god what she's thriving because she chose herself first and she put herself first and she didn't allow people to look at her and be like ooh, you're gonna leave him like what are you gonna do i'm gonna go find someone that treats me right and if i don't even find someone that treats me right I'm going to treat myself right and I'm going to respect myself enough to not stay in a relationship that makes me feel like shit. So when you're single and, and listen, I, I also want to kind of bring it down to like, listen, I can fucking imagine when you are going out to dinner with your friends and every single one of them has a partner, you're stressed. They kind of treat you like, well, are you going to go on a date? Like, do you have any dates lined up? Like, How's your dating life going? I was with a friend recently that was like, I'm actually good with being single. It's my friends that make me feel like something's wrong with me. And they're like, are you sure you don't want us like hook you up with one of like our boyfriend's friends? You're at all these places and you almost are like, my friends are literally treating me like I am like this like sad sap. I would rather be single for the rest of my life than settle for something that doesn't fucking fulfill me. You need to start to just speak up for yourself and draw a line with your friends. Like ladies, I'm good. No more talking about my dating life because let's talk about your relationships. Did he cheat on you again? How are you doing? Like stop fucking worrying about me. I'm good. Worry about your relationship. So there's a couple things I think that can help us is number one, The person that's making those condescending comments, oh, my God, you're still single. Do you want me to set you up with a friend? You don't need to hang out with those ancillary people and you don't need to listen to those people. And you also don't need to take the shit that they're kind of spewing at you. You'll find someone you're going to just hang in there. You're going to find someone. You're such a good girl. That's stupid and annoying. But also they don't even know what the fuck they're saying. And they don't even realize that it's being so condescending most of the time. Maybe you're hanging out with the wrong type of people. So the people on the periphery, you really have to just block out the fucking noise because the only people that truly matter in your life are your real friends and your family. And they want the absolute best for you. And if you are happy, they are happy. And so just because society around you is making you feel like, why don't you have a partner? As long as you're good and you're feeling good about yourself, your family and your friends are there for you. And those are the only people you should be fucking listening to. Now, if your fucking mom is being a goddamn cunt and she's like, I just want grandkids, tell her to shut the fuck up and tell her that she needs to go get a fucking hobby and you need to stop projecting your shit onto me because I'm good. So if I'm good, why the fuck do you care? I would really urge you if your parents are saying that to you, it is really problematic and it really is on them and it's not on you. But you maybe should start thinking about boundaries to set with a parent if they're constantly just like, when are you going to find a guy? Like I have a friend that had that and she was like, I literally don't go home anymore because it's constantly my mom just being like, did you go on any dates? No, mom, I didn't go on any fucking dates. And you almost resent it so much that you're like, I'm not going to now go on dates just to spite her. Do not let yourself get to that point, guys. Like, please do not let yourself repel your wants and your needs and opportunities for yourself or whatever you want because you're almost so repulsed by your parents and how much they're shoving you into a lane. You got to set boundaries. This is what it comes down to. And I've said it before on Caller Daddy. As human beings, we are so fucking wrapped up in our own world, in our own shit, what's going on with us. Nobody gives a fuck if you're single. Maybe your mom. (laughs) Fuck you, mom. Nobody else gives a fuck. None of your friends care that you're single. No one is going to sleep at night thinking about you and stressing out that you're single except for you. Every time someone brings it up to you, they're genuinely coming from a place of whatever is going on in their life. And a lot of times it's actually just a word vomit. They're not even thinking before they speak. And they're like, have you gone on any dates this week? The minute that comes out, honestly, whatever you say back to them, they're, they're thinking about what their next drink is. They literally don't even care. You care. You're the one that cares. And the reason that you care and we care and women care is because society has told us you got to find a partner. You got to find a partner and you're insecure that you don't have that yet. But if you aren't insecure about that and you're good being single, that's all that matters. Also, you may be feeling like every fucking human being is in a relationship. I'm looking left. I'm watching the movies. Everyone's in a relationship. I'm looking on Instagram. Everyone's in a coupled up relationship. I'm the only person on the planet that's single. That's not true. That's not true. If you can just start to be like, I'm actually enjoying this time with myself. If you can get to that point, that's when you're going to thrive. It's 10 times better when you can get to that point instead of looking at it as a negative. Because what I can also say is there is no better fucking time when you are single to get so comfortable with yourself. Because I find that the single time is truly when you can be like, I know now what I want. And don't just like marinate in being miserable single. Like, hey, but if you got into a relationship, like, what are your wants? If you don't even know that, why the fuck do you want to get into one? Because what I have found and I have done in the past is I have rushed into a relationship at times. And I have thrown myself into that relationship. And all of a sudden, I realize I don't even really know myself right now. I don't even really know what I wanted out of this relationship. And so I start to just mold myself into that dynamic and just kind of like go with whatever he's kind of doing. And I didn't even have a minute to be like, what did Alex want? Listen, guys, my legs are cramping. Listen, I will say this. I get it. If you're sitting here, you're listening, you're 30, 32, 35, and you're like, I haven't really been in a relationship. I get it. It can be a really hard place to be at when you're alone with your thoughts and you're just kind of like marinating in that, like focusing on the age, focusing on where you're at with your career. And the one thing that's missing is the partner. I completely sympathize with you. All I'm trying to say to anyone listening and I wish I could have told myself this is like, you're exactly where you're supposed to be right now. You really are. And I truly believe like every single thing that's happening, you're where you're supposed to be. And yes, you can keep focusing on your age and what you don't have, but where is that going to get you? You're going to feel like shit. Why not instead enjoy where you're at? Because then you'll radiate good energy and you'll feel fucking better about yourself. Why are we letting ourselves feel like fucking shit? And if you actually think about it, it's like, wait, I'm 32. I feel amazing. My job is thriving. Like, chill. You're where you're supposed to be. Chill and let yourself enjoy your fucking life instead of stressing the fuck out about the unknown and what's not in your life yet. If it's meant to be, it will come. But for now, you're where you are, bitch. I promise you, daddy gang, I will leave you with this. You probably feel right now like you are going to be single for the rest of your life. You are not going to be if you don't want to be. Work on your fucking self and it will happen. I have an announcement to make. I am no longer going to be wearing sweatpants. Maybe. Kind of. Okay, Daddy Gang, listen. I told you guys in my last solo episode that I was not bringing a pair of sweatpants to Italy and you motherfuckers caught on and you saw me wearing like elastic pants that were like swish they weren't full sweatpants they weren't sweatpants my kind of sweatpants and you guys give me a little fucking break and I did buy a hoodie while I was on the trip the point is is I really tried on my vacation to not wear sweatpants and I will say on my vacation I kind of liked it I kind of liked wearing jean pants (laughs) I'm wearing jean pants tonight. What are you wearing? Jeans, Alex? Jeans. That is how uncomfortable I am. Guys, I did an interview for the first time, I think, in my life in jeans. I didn't really like it, but it was fine. I tried it. I felt more professional. But the point is, is like, I really want to try to up my fashion game. I'm moving into a new house. I have this beautiful dream closet of mine. I'm so fucking excited about it. And I refuse to only fill it with hoodies and sweatpants. Do not get it twisted. I am still the same bitch. At least two thirds of it will be hoodies and sweatpants. But what about a third? What if a third was like some cute outfits that I could occasionally put on for like a date night or to go clubbing and ratchet it up and get fucked in the bathroom? I wanna look a little elevated at times, maybe. One day, someone that works on the Collar Daddy team came into the office and said, You know, you work at Collar Daddy. When you get home, from a long day of work and you take off your sweatpants to just put another pair of sweatpants on. (laughs) I have never been more fucking proud. My entire team wears sweats to the office and it's the best when we have a new member on the team and they got some like nice pants on, maybe even a collar. (laughs) It's usually like the third week because it still takes a minute. They're like, maybe that's just her thing. It's not my thing. It's all of our thing. But sometimes it's nice to like dress up. So... I want to go vintage shopping. Why do I want to go vintage shopping? Because I'm a millennial and I was on TikTok the other day as I was scrolling furiously and my thumb was about to fall off. And I saw this store in New York City. I was actually doing it while I was on the plane to New York City. And it's this store that has like really incredible vintage pieces from like designer shit. It's going to be it's going to be great. I think I've done chef's gifts twice in this episode. So we're going to need to cut one of them out. Okay, so I DM'd the people and I was like, hey, I know you guys are appointment only. Could you fit me in? And oh, by the way, do you think I could podcast when I come in? They were amazing. They were like, sure. And they were like, come in at two o'clock on Friday. So it's currently 112 right now. But here's the dilemma. I don't know what I'm looking for what do i buy i could find myself buying everything that's like not too cute that people would have been like you bought that so i'm about to facetime my stylist and be like mark tell me what the fuck to look for so i'm going to call him and basically ask for like a couple go-to like three top tips to look for when we are vintage shopping get involved in the trends and like put on an outfit so this is the beginning let's call mark (laughs) We're not even going to be able to take ourselves seriously.
1: going to be your worst guest today.
0: Oh my God. Wait, what are you drinking?
1: My salted caramel cream called burr.
0: Okay. I'm going to this vintage store and I, first of all, the daddy gang probably is also wanting your tips, but I obviously have no fucking idea what I'm doing. I asked you what kind of socks to buy yesterday. I need your help. So what am I like looking for at a vintage store? Like if I'm trying to shop and do my best
1: you need to be patient because you're definitely not going to find like exactly what you're looking for from the get go. And it's like, if you're going to like Goodwill or like Squaresville or like what goes around comes around, obviously those are all like different levels of vintage, but you need to be patient. There's so much stuff out there. And I feel like there's so many trends that we want to follow that it's just like, we'll be like, Oh, let me just get that. Cause I saw so-and-so on Instagram wearing that. And then you put it on and you're like, wait, why is it not for me?
0: Why do I feel like the trend right now is like ugly? It's not cute. It's not put together. It's like grungy.
1: Yeah, it's very like, try your best to look like you don't care at all.
0: And I do that usually with my sweatpants. But now I want to do it with like normal clothes look like I don't care. What am I looking for? I also love how you're like, be patient. What am I being patient? What am I looking for?
1: If you're wanting a quicker experience, go for tops, bags, shoes. Pants are always going to be a weird fit. Vintage dresses are hard because they were made in like a different time. Like even the fit from like 2010 is so different to the fits that are made now. If you're doing a dress or a pant, you're probably gonna have to get it tailored if it's something you're like super in love with. So I would say top shoes bags. And my last tip also is a bag is always a good idea because you could wear the exact same pair of jeans all week long and switch up your tops. And if you have a different bag, like in rotation, The bag changes your whole
0: look. Okay, okay, you're right, you're right, you're right. Okay, find a bag, find a bag. I'm going to text you photos. I love
1: you. I love you. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay, I love you. you.
0: I think this is the first time I've ever held a microphone and not held a camera on the street. Like, usually I would used to be vlogging in my heyday, which last night when I went to dinner... My friend Nicole was like, I remember you showed up to a bar four years ago with a vlog camera and every single person at the bar was like, what the actual fuck are is this girl doing? Like, she's insane. And she was like, I always believed in you, Alex, and look at where you are now. They're all laughing. And I was like, I actually do remember that. And I, if I had seen myself, would have thought I was insane. I was literally always screaming constantly. It wasn't, it wasn't the best. I think this is our street. Yeah, this is good. Okay. So, this place is a Yes! Oh my god, I love you. I'm filming the podcast. No, you're fine. It's like October 3rd, which is my birthday. Stop. Wait, so so can you say that on the pod? Yeah, of course. All right, I've been listening to Caller Daddy since October 3rd, the first episode, cuz it's on my birthday. Yes. Oh my god, that's so wild. Wait, what's your name? Nicole. I love you. Thank you for being Daddy Gang. I love you. I love you. Nice meeting you. Of course. Okay, that's Daddy Gang out in the wild, on the streets. They're my favorite people in the world. Okay, so I don't even know exactly where this location is supposed to be. Hi, it's Alex. I'm here. Fuck. It's hot.
1: Welcome to the showroom. Immediately,
0: yes. Immediately, yes. Immediately, yes. Immediately, yes. Okay, so basically, I am right now channeling that, like, mark energy. He told me, you're going to be overwhelmed. Let's talk about armpit sweat right now. (laughs) Let's talk about the level of sweating that's happening right now. But I need to push that out of my brain. Patience is a virtue, apparently. So we need to look for a bag. Let me actually kind of quickly go through with you what bags I have off the top of my head. Every single one is black or... Tan or one random green one my boyfriend got me when we were in Vegas. Did I convince him to get it while we were drunk? Yes. Holy shit, let's look at this wall. Let's get a big scope of this wall. I think I would love a Chanel. Would any of you not want one? I don't know. Look at this little baby. You won't be able to fit your phone, your dignity. This is what you take an Instagram photo with and then maybe it doesn't make it out all the time. This Fendi. See, I wish like Bella Hadid was here because I feel like she picks out like shit that I would never think to pick, you know what I mean? But she's got that like vintage eye. Okay, so what do we think about this? Yeah, hi. We're finding good things. No, not gonna wear that. No, I love a good bomber. Patience, patience, patience. We're entering shirt territory. This is good. Weird and cute. I probably should be holding my microphone, huh? Is this hideous? Hideous. So bad. So bad. So bad. No. Yeah. Hi, this Gucci little polo. Bye. Should I be going for wilder shit? Like something like this. That like maybe you at first glance think is ugly. I'm going to try it. But like, not that, because I literally get roasted. What about this? You know I love a matching moment. Oh, don't think a Okay, so I think now I go in here. And I try on a couple... I'm just gonna be going to go in here. <laughs> okay. Are we dying? Or are we dying? Look at this. We love this. If you guys want to get like a closer look at the details. It's got this like amazing denim. Oh, so this is like a gucci polo i don't exactly know i don't exactly know if orange is my color but do we think this is cute this is like my boyfriend's parents ask us to go to dinner on a sunday but it's not polo it's gucci bitch i think it's kind of amazing for like a summer color tight on the tits so you can also not wear a bra so my boyfriend's getting a little something while we're at dinner but his parents are like she is a collar okay this is giving me more of that like cool girl vibe it is the mullet of shirts (laughs) business in the front party in the back i think my boyfriend would hate this so much and i would love it so i would naturally wear it all the time that's like my barometer of like he likes the classy i like the trash and then like a crazy bag like almost like mixing and matching i feel like recently has been the vibe so like you put like a bag with it 2003 called and they actually said we approve keep it represent bitch i feel like this is a no it's just like what am i doing it's kind of cool it's fully sheer right but there's something like kind of cool about it for like a dinner love this we're doing it this is a classic versace that i absolutely cannot pull off nor will i ever try to pull off. but i just had to try it on because i wanted to show she has range i don't think this is supposed to um clothes or clothes or or maybe it is, and I can't. This is iconic. Okay, goodbye. Just prepare it yourself. Guys, is this the cutest outfit you've ever seen? <laughs> This could be the star of something new. This is what I was talking about by like elevating, but still keeping it real to myself. I feel as though I feel good in this. I feel pretty, but I still feel like, oh my God, it's still Alex with like shorts. It's a little matching top outfit. I would wear this all the fucking time. It's reminding me of my sweatsuits and it just happens to be Fendi. This is really fucking cute. I should leave here in this, huh? I think we got it. Something about this bag is like, I'm liking the color. I'm liking the vibe. I think this could be the bag. Guys, my favorite thing used to be going to Chinatown and finding just like fake stuff that I could wear. And I have absolutely still no shame in that. It's truly the cornerstone of the beginning of you finding your style at a budget. But um, I used to all, all the time go and get like fake Chanel stuff. I think I got my first fake Dolce & Gabbana bag in Chinatown. Paving my head is too big. Guys, I have a huge head apparently. Thinking outside the box is important. She said notice me. It's like I can't even imagine how much that is. We're not even gonna We're not even to touch that. We're just not even gonna touch that. Okay. I think this is it. I'm sorry, but look at my outfit. New York. This bitch just got a new outfit. She's fucking thriving. I just need everyone in New York to see my new outfit. Bitch, it's New York. You're not original. Okay, we're going to (gasps) go... Hi! I love you! I love you! I love you! Daddy gang is all up in these streets. Honestly, walking through these streets brings back so many good memories. I just feel like every time I'm in Soho, that's where we are right now. If you've never been to New York, you got to always check out Soho. But Soho is just, like, the best place for shopping. I feel like... I guess this is also... It's nice to like, know where the fuck you are in New York City because at first when you live here, you're so overwhelmed trying to just like, understand your, like, your surroundings. I feel like I know where I am when I'm in New York. It brings back good memories of vomiting on these streets. I used to film all the time outside my vlog stuff like I mentioned earlier and I haven't done this in a while and I, I think I was like, a little nervous to do this. Just because it's a little awkward, you know, like walking outside, I think you also just like draw attention to yourself by holding a camera naturally and a microphone when you're walking. But for the first time in a really long time, I actually feel like this is great. It kind of really does go back to the concept of like literally nobody gives a fuck, do whatever the fuck you want. And nobody is paying attention to you. Leave your goddamn life. Look at this place someone like screams I mean it's like shut the fuck up bitch how fucking far are we I can't believe we're walking home I feel like I'm on an episode of the big comfy couch do you remember that where the girl would like dive into the giant couch (laughs) okay okay can you guys see me Honestly, doesn't even fucking matter. You didn't see me the entire episode. I just watched the footage back. I'm so sorry. Ah! You don't understand how much it pained me to the point where I was about to not release this episode because of how awful the video quality was and how awful the audio quality is. But I figured... We've done shit ratcheter in times for Call Daddy. Like we can get through it and you guys, you're going to be fine with it, right? But for real, I had an interview scheduled and then we had to reschedule it. The person had to reschedule. And last minute on a Friday, I was like, well, then what's my episode for next week? So I grabbed my computer And I started recording on Zoom and then I bribed someone to let me borrow their vlog camera. And there I was recording essentially on a laptop and not my own vlog camera. You take what you can fucking get. Okay, daddy gang. (laughs) Fuck. But so I wanted to bring something up because as I was finishing looking over the episode and editing through it, I realized something kind of in the spirit of what I was talking about of like, nobody gives a fuck. Which I feel like I even, it's helpful to hear myself watching back say it. I was like, remind yourself, Alex, get that shit tattooed on your wrist. No, I won't ever do that. I had a moment of also thinking about if nobody gives a fuck, I personally am going to try to start doing something and you guys don't have to, this is not a cult, a little bit. It's not a cult. I'm going to really make a conscious effort to not talk shit on people in my personal life. Call her daddy. Sometimes I got to fucking spice it up. You know what I mean? No, but I'm going to try to make an effort to not talk shit on people because I realize it's kind of in that same vein of like, nobody gives a fuck. We walk into a bar, we walk into a restaurant, we walk into a party, we walk into a dinner party, we walk into school, wherever the fuck you are, you walk into your office for work and you're uncomfortable with whatever the fuck is going on in your day. You're having a bad day. You're insecure about what you look like that day. And you just start talking shit. And genuinely, you know, it's not actually coming from usually like this mean spirited place. If you really get down to it, it's always coming from a place of insecurity. I remember when I was in high school, like if a new girl came to my school, that was like super fucking hot. I would immediately just be like, oh, well, blah, 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 blah. And like make a stupid comment to my friend and she would make it back because we were insecure because we didn't want a fucking hot girl coming in and taking our spotlight. And the point is, is That was high school. I'm not in high school anymore. Ah! And so it's like, let's just like, I don't know. I feel like I will feel better personally about myself if I watch myself because immediately if you're like, wait, why am I talking shit? A lot of times you don't even know the person. (laughs) Who the fuck are you to talk shit on that person? And two, it's like, again, nobody gives a fuck. Why are you spending your energy talking shit about people? Who feels better after talking shit? Honestly, I take that back. There are some times where you're like with family and you're like ripping on your fucking cousins or your aunt or your uncle that's like gone off the deep end and you're like, fuck them. And I can't believe they sent you that inappropriate text. Sometimes those are really necessary and you need to let it out. Venting is different than random shit talking of like, look at that girl's outfit. Shut the fuck up. Fuck you. Yeah. So there's just things I'm like, guys, let's just like not talk as much shit. But appropriately, I actually think that's not realistic to be like, no more shit talking. We love everyone here on Collar Daddy. Let everyone live and let live, breathe, live, laugh, love. No, I'm going to just personally watch myself of like, maybe I don't need to just like do random comments anymore of like, where the fuck is that getting me? Nowhere. Let's just do some administrative work. Um, Housekeeping. I feel like I'm like looking into the camera and talking to my team. Hello, everyone. I just wanted to give you guys an update on what's going on because I haven't done a solo and I haven't really updated you guys. So as you guys have seen all of these episodes this summer, I've been labeling them as summer series. They've been fun episodes. But this fall. Season two of Call Her Daddy with Spotify is kicking off on September 14th and I am going to be making a few changes with Call Her Daddy. And when I say changes, it's going to be kind of natural progression. I feel like everyone has kind of felt the show is evolving and I've grown up. I've changed since four years ago when I started this podcast a month ago it was the fourth anniversary of call her daddy a part of me feels like i've been doing this for like 10 years i've seen you guys in my dms like call her Daddy's different now i love the direction it's really changing and i totally get the nostalgia of sometimes missing something about old days just like you miss your days in college or you miss your days in high school but it would be kind of weird if you reverted back and randomly just started acting like your high school self right That's how I feel about Call Daddy. It's not that I'm not gonna talk about my dating life and my sex life, but like if you talk about sex for four straight years every single week, you wanna be celibate. (laughs) Like I don't wanna fuck anymore. I've never felt more creatively invigorated for this show. And I think you guys are really going to feel that when season two launches September 14th because some of the content... Some people may see it as controversial. I don't give a fuck. There's a lot we have to fucking talk about and there's a lot we have to address. And having this platform means a lot to me and I hold it with great responsibility and I cannot fucking wait for you guys to see what I have been planning. So daddy gang, that is it for this week's episode. I'm very excited for you guys to see next week's guest. We talk about athletes. Daddy gang, you know the drill. I will see you fuckers next Wednesday we'll be able to do something with that right